Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, first, I suppose, one more time, we should hear Kamala Harris explaining artificial intelligence to a group of civil rights leaders yesterday. I think the first part of this issue that should be articulated is AI is kind of a fancy thing. It's first of all, it's two letters. It means artificial intelligence. But ultimately what it is, is it's about machine learning. And so the machine is taught. And part of the issue here is what information is going into the machine that will then determine and, and we can predict then, if we think about what machine, what information is going in, what then will be produced in terms of decisions and opinions um, that may be made through that process. So what I would like to know is I'd like to talk to any of the civil rights leaders there and say, did you come away from that knowing any more about artificial intelligence than when you walked in? Because I don't think you probably did. I would like to see Kamala Harris face off in a debate or some sort of college bowl or speaking contest or something with an especially bright nine-year-old. My money's on the nine-year-old. AI, it's two letters. It's kind of a fancy name, but it's two letters for artificial intelligence. Wow. You AI it's is about- kind of a fancy thing. It's, first of all, it's two letters. It means artificial intelligence. Yeah. It's about machine learning. You teach the machine. And again, my question was, either she thinks her audience is always morons and she has to dumb it way down, or she's an idiot. 
I think it's clearly the latter. Surely once in a while. That's right, Mr. President. Surely once or twice you'd hear her being brilliant because she was in front of an esteemed audience of professors or world leaders or something. No, she comes off as a jackass. It's like Maya Angelou said. When somebody tries to tell you what kind of person they are, believe them the first time. So while we're on the topic of AI, the FTC has opened an investigation into chat GPT maker over technology's potential harms. Let me read the uh, paragraph from the New York Times. The Federal Trade Commission has opened an investigation into OpenAI. That's the AI startup that makes chat GPT over whether the chat bot has harmed consumers through its collection of data and its publication of false information on individuals, which it does on a regular basis. In a 20-page letter sent to the San Francisco company this week, the agency said it was also looking into OpenAI's security practices. So this is the beginning of many, many, many ways to have the government oversee AI, I'm guessing. And, uh, yeah. We, God, we are at, we are like Columbus stepping on the sand in terms of discovering a new world that is going to become something and who knows what. Yeah, I uh, I'm trying to picture the future and it's a little depressing if if uh, weird beliefs and perversions and misinformation are rife now on the Internet when machines effortlessly crank it out all day long without being tired with incredibly convincing, uh, you know, characteristics. I just I don't know. I don't know where that ends. I don't know how I don't know how humankind or civilization uh, survives that either. So when the AI can do what TikTok allegedly does in that it can it can figure out the kind of person you are and predict the kind of stuff you want to see, which apparently it's really good at when AI is doing that with with news like what can figure out what sort of thing you're particularly vulnerable to what kind of mm-hmm. story and then feed you that all the time. And then, and there are studies, I was reading about this yesterday, the studies that have shown, I think this was YouTube, Facebook algorithms, but it was how it, it, this stuff changes, it like warps your perception. It changes the stuff you are interested in or are likely to believe over time. Hmm. It's very troubling. So I'm picturing, for instance, AI utilizing all the uh, knowledge in the universe that it's gotten its hands on or, or raked or gone over. What do they call it? There's a term for it. To, well, it takes it all in. Um, and it designs a plan uniquely designed for me, Joe Getty, anti-communist patriot, to convert me to communism. It learns everything about me, every technique that's ever worked on anybody like me. It goes into my childhood, public records, people I know, blah, blah, blah. And it's it designs a plan. It'll take five years, but they're going to turn me into a Marxist. I, don't, I, I, I still don't think that would work, but that sort of thing could be done if there's a million people you want to convince. You just get your computer working on each of those million people individually to convince them of whatever. Yeah, I don't know if that can happen or can't happen, but like I think a more believable, easy one to understand would be if if it can figure out that you're particularly susceptible to concerns about crime mm, and right. just feed you nonstop stuff about that true, a lot of it not true, or you're particularly susceptible to the abortion issue or whatever it is, economics, you're raising a kid, whatever it is. 
And they just, you know, they hammer you on that over and over. They being AI, because it figured out that's the thing that's important in your life right now. Like mm-hmm. you, you could have hit me with kid stuff prior to I had kids. It wouldn't have had that much impact on me. Now I got kids of a certain age in school. You get me those stories. You could really lead me a direction if you wanted to. Right. Um, God, that that's absolutely going to happen. Probably 100%. already. Is. Yep. And yep. so speaking of TikTok, which we're all worried about. Saw this yesterday. Democratic Senator Mark Warner told Reuters about the stalled efforts to ban TikTok. You realize our government still hasn't banned TikTok, even though everybody from the FBI to whoever says we need to get it out of here. He said, I will grant TikTok this. They spent $100 million in lobbying and slowed our momentum. TikTok spent $100 million on both sides of the aisle, lobbied enough that the whole let's get Let's get a Chinese Communist Party spy influence agent out of our country, <laughs> and our government can't do it. Don't trust the school. China. That's a that's a one point, sir. Another one would be uh, well, the uh, the Schoolhouse Rock guy who wrote all those brilliant songs. He should have written, "I'm just a lobbyist. Yeah, I'm only a lobbyist. I write checks and then I get what I want." <laughs> I mean, that's the way the government works. So I'm going through a number. Well, I, I guess I'm, t- I'm trying to comp- uh, tie these together. I don't suppose I have to. But next to China, um, China's financial moves a sign of a coming war, according to a major analyst. I hope he's wrong. Durr, yeah. China is making clear preparations for a war against Taiwan in the coming months. This is according to a conservative financial analyst. His name is J. Kyle Bass. He's a hedge fund manager and board member at the Hudson Institute's China Center. Said in a speech yesterday... <clears throat> that the key to preventing a conflict is for the U.S. government to prepare severe financial sanctions on Beijing. I think it's highly likely that she decides to invade Taiwan in the coming months. And he's basing this on financial moves they're making over there. And he can't hmm. see any other reason why they would do, be doing particular things other than they're preparing for war. I hope he's wrong. That's that. Will Joe Biden drop out of the 2024 race? This is another Washington Times story. How bad is it for Joe Biden, says this opinion piece? A writer for The Hill penned a story this week that I missed somehow that was headlined, Biden's left life expectancy and its implications. (laughs) Wow, that's a little on the nose, isn't it? (laughs) I would say that is... Biden will be dead soon because he's very, very old. (laughs) Let's take a look at the charts. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Uh, Merrill Matthews in The Hill, which is a left-leaning publication like most said this is a very uncomfortable topic, but given that voters are choosing a president of the United States in 16 months, it needs to be part of the discussion, and it already is. How likely is it that President Joe Biden would live to finish his second term if he were reelected? Then there was this different headline from the Hill. When is the optimal time for Biden to drop out of the race? You laughed at me. You laughed at me. When I told you, there's no way he runs again. That was written by a Republican, a speechwriter for Reagan and Bush. But looking at if if that is what's going to happen, when would be the best time? Um, Before we move on from that, let me uh, hit you with an email from the, the fabulous JT in Livermore, California. He says, I'm starting to come around to Joe's belief that Biden will not run for a second term. For the longest time, I fought that concept because I firmly believe that every negative about Biden running in 24 was said in 2020, et cetera. What brought me around is Biden's rapid physical decline. He showed obvious signs of dementia in the 2020 campaign, but was much more spry and could even jog to the microphone on occasion. 
But now every everything physical about the man screams old shuffling man on top of his increasingly obvious mental decline. But then he gets into um, my favorite part. But the part I can't believe is that his bowing out is already planned. If it was already planned, would the clown Gavin Newsom be your choice? Anybody's choice? Isn't there a single Dem leader who hasn't screwed up their state? Hasn't wasted $100 billion on the bullet train to nowhere? Gone from a $100 billion surplus to $30 billion deficit in one year. Doesn't look like a greasy Gambino crime family member. Wow. Well, oh, that's, that's, that's a little anti-Italian. Yeah, that's a little bigger. What the hell is going on? Yeah, it's too that's much. Bigger. Hasn't destroyed the most beautiful city in America, San Francisco. Hasn't driven tens of thousands of Californians to flee to red states, Californians. And who wasn't caught breaking their own very important COVID rules during the important COVID lockdowns. We had an early dinner. Biden may be dropping out soon, but Gavin can't be the answer. JT, smart as you are, I, I don't think you, well, I think you overestimate the intelligence and awareness of the average voter. He will make grand and glorious promises. He will flash his handsome yet creepy smile at America. <laughs> he, he will he will talk a great game. They will raise zillions of dollars. And well, uh, he he must be confident in his rap. Remember, he said a couple of weeks ago that uh, on the idea of debating DeSantis. Yeah, name the time tomorrow, as many hours as you want. I, I I'm I'm ready. So he must feel comfortable in his spiel. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And and he's he's very adept um at uh, spinning the problems of California to be the challenges we're working on and we're making progress. We've confronted the homeless problem in California. I mean, it's hilarious if you live in California to listen to him, but that stuff'll play. But so how do you see this unfolding if you believe that Joe Biden is not running at some point well, first of all, to me, it always comes down to he's got to want to not run. And if he wants to run, who's going to stop him? Uh, the the powers that be, the fundraisers, the uh, Chuck Schumer, uh, uh, Hakeem Jeffries, the entire power structure of D.C. will come to him and say, Joe, it's time for you to resign. You've served the country beautifully. We will make you a hero of history, but not resign, but um, we will not support you running again. Yeah, that was the article in The Atlantic. Uh, the other day, just a couple of days ago, it basically said you did your duty, the most important duty to your country. You defeated Trump. Mm-hmm. It's time to move on to someone else. That was their argument. But does, so does he come out and make an announcement or? Yeah. The only question mark in my mind is whether he's in on it at this point or not. I would guess he is um, and is just pretending like he's running to avoid flaming lame duckism. But, yeah, he will schedule a. Uh, a primetime speech, and he will come out and announce that he's not running, and that after a vigorous primary, uh, blah, 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 but it'll be clear that the golden child, I think, will be Gavi. I could be wrong on that. That's just the most likely. Um, but, yeah, that's the way it's going to go. Well, that's a hard thing. That'd be a hard thing to do, to give up the most powerful position ever in the history of the world, which is President of the United States. To the key to- is going to get uh, Jill on board with the plan yeah I've and she may before. already be again it's, that's the question mark i don't know how far along this is but i i would be willing to wager substantial amounts of money will that you, i'm right on this will you eat your car i i will not ingest any motor vehicle because i said i would eat my truck if donald trump was ever the nominee for the republican party and how's that coming along i did not eat my truck 
When I got to why? I, because well, it would kill you. I sat there looking at the tires and those several quarts of motor oil, and I thought, I just, I'm not sure I can do this. Not with kids to raise. <laughs> While my integrity is a better is important to me, they're more important. <laughs> uh, more on the way. Stay here. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We got this text. Jack, I don't know why you say a president of the United States is the most powerful person ever. The Roman emperor could have forgiven student debt. That's probably true. (laughs) But the Roman emperor could not have blown up the rest of the world in an afternoon. Maybe we can do this for the One More Thing podcast, speaking of Roman emperors. I just came across an analysis of the speech that put Julius Caesar on the map as a politician. It was like uh, Barack Obama at the, was it 04 uh, convention, Democratic convention? Uh, It doesn't matter. Uh, But it was the speech that everybody said, wow, this Julius Caesar guy, he's worth watching. Um, I found it super interesting, but we can get into that later or during the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast. Download it wherever you download podcasts. If you're like me, pretty much the only thing you're doing is waiting till tomorrow when the new Jungkook single drops. The who now? Jungkook, the biggest music artist on planet Earth, dominates anybody (laughs) else 
I've never heard that name in my days. <laughs> well, I did 45 minutes ago, so I'm way ahead of you. Um, K-pop, I'm guessing. They're they're talking about it up on one of the uh, the, the 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 TV shows. Um, yeah. So Jungkook left BTS, which is the biggest musical act that has ever existed on the planet, um, and is now solo and is uh, just taken over. And so he put out a song, which I'm sure sounds a lot to me like the other songs that they did when they were a group. But anyway, it was uh, it's eight quintillion listens, and he's got a new single coming out tomorrow that is supposed to rock the music world. So if you hear your teenage daughter talking about Jungkook, that's who that is. I'm Excellent. Sure, that's how you pronounce it? Turn it up. <laughs> kind of an androgynous-looking South Korean young really? man. That's surprising. <laughs> Dyed hair, perhaps? I don't know. I don't have any idea if he's like an incredibly talented musical guy or if he's just a good-looking guy that can dance, that does what he's told. I don't have any idea. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know, and I don't care. Usually, it's, um, usually these boy bands, they have some of both. And uh, the, the like, uh, Justin Timberlake, who was in whichever one he was in, you know, they, they turn out to be, yeah, actual, you know, super talented, amazing people. And then oh, the, other, sure. the other people that were around him were just good-looking people that could dance. Yeah, I, I and I'm not denigrating somebody who's such a good entertainer, they break through on an international level. That takes a tremendous amount of talent and work. But it's just, it's like if somebody told me there was a new kind of Skittles that was even better than the old Skittles, I don't want any Skittles. I, I'm... I'm a grown man. <laughs> Michael, make sure tomorrow we play Jungkook's new single, Seven, which comes Seven. out tomorrow. It's going to dominate the world. Okay. Two, three, four. Oh, you know, speaking of dominating the world, one of my challenges is we dig all day, the both of us, for things to talk about. We come in with piles of ideas, and I totally forgot I have the solution to global warming. Oh, well, that's handy. They fixed climate change. You should have put so, that in hour one. Probably should have. Yeah, we'll have that coming up, among other things. That's awesome. Yeah, so don't worry about that one anymore. Spanning the globe for things that interest you. Uh, if you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You know, this Tom Petty song reminds me. Turns out Tom Petty wasn't on the King of the Hill once. He played a a returning or a repeating character, a continuing on character. Okay. I thought I had seen that. So I mentioned that to my son yesterday when you reminded me that Tom Petty was on King of the Hill because he loves King of the Hill. So we're going to go back and find the episode where Tom Petty is Luann's boyfriend. Uh, Again, it's multiple episodes, as it turns out. Yeah. 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 (laughs) That's so funny. That is hilarious. You won't see any new episodes of King of the Hill or anything else soon because the writers are on strike and now the actors are on strike. I got some information on that coming up a little bit later. Mm, Okay. Yeah, it has to do with AI. And I'm telling you, even if you don't give a damn about uh, Hollywood, it's mind blowing some of the issues they're dealing with. AI Uh, is kind of a fancy thing. It's first of all, two letters. It means artificial intelligence. Ah. Oh, boy. That's uh, intelligence. That's kind of ironic. Anyway, um, uh, you can play that as often as you want, Michael. I will not object. Speaking of uh, producing art, I mentioned to you earlier um, that the University of the Highlands in uh, Scotland, which I'm sure is a lovely place, and I would go check out some of the Scotch uh, distillers while I was there, uh, put a trigger warning on the Hemingway classic The Old Man in the Sea due to, and I quote, graphic fishing scenes that might upset some some readers, which is hilarious. According to an English professor uh, in uh, University of Tennessee, having a trigger warning for the old man in the sea for graphic fishing scenes borders on the absurd. What do you mean borders? Yeah. And uh, and they go into a list further. Um, oh, you know what? I do like this quote. Where is that? Um that's uh, down there a little further. Oh, uh, Susan Hansen, who's an associate professor of history at the University of Dallas said, and I quote, trigger warnings for graphic fishing scenes while we introduce trans porn to young children without informing their parents. There's no word for this but Orwellian. Wow, that is an excellent point. So you got, we read that thing from the that big teacher's group reading list the other day. I mean, yeah, that the was NEA some, reading list, yeah. That was some graphic <clears throat> sexual stuff. But So that doesn't need a warning label for a 10-year-old, but a college kid needs a warning warning label for fishing graphic fishing scenes yes wow how do you have those two things occurring at the same time well that's right we got to get to they've they've solved climate change in a second but anyway so um, if you're in scotland you want to drink scotch i as a non-drinker would i guess attend their many and varied tape museums or displays (laughs) 
hilarious. Perhaps you could go to one of those log chucking uh, contests. I think that's Scottish, isn't it? Yeah. Or play the bagpipes. I'd wear, wear a kilt. I'd wear a kilt with nothing underneath. Just for the pure, pure pleasure of the air wafting about. I'd wear a kilt and I'd stand over a subway oh, grate no. like Marilyn Monroe. I don't want you standing that way with, in pants. Stop it. Uh, let's see. Where was I? Oh, Hemingway's novels joined the list of all-time classics that have been slapped with trigger warnings in the modern era at colleges, such as The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, To Kill a Mockingbird, The Catcher in the Rye. Uh, the Mail, uh, Daily Mail report in the University of Highlands also put content warnings on Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, which was flagged because it contains, quote, violent murder and cruelty, as well as Shakespeare's Hamlet in Romeo and Juliet, which contains scenes of stabbing, poison, and suicide. How come none of these people ever address the issue of, okay, let's use Shakespeare. That stuff is 400 years old. So do you think they were wrong the previous 400 years? And just subjecting humans to abuse with no warning? Or has something really weird changed? Which is it? It's one of the yeah. two. And that uh, study, I think it was from Harvard, came out a couple of years ago that said, no, trigger warnings make things worse. It causes kids to anticipate something terrible is going to happen. Something terrible is going to happen. And then they read it, and maybe it bothers them, maybe it doesn't. But it's so much better to just come across a, I don't know, graphic fishing scene <laughs> and think, wow, that's gross. And then you move on with your life. You don't. I mean, imagine you take a child and tell them how horrible it's going to be to get a shot. You all just right. tell them repeatedly, right. oh, my, you, you've never felt pain like this. As opposed to just go and get it over with. Which is more cruel, friends? Please. Ivanhoe got a trigger warning. That's a 19th century novel. The University of Derby in England put a trigger warning on a dramatic literature course that featured King Lear and Death of a Salesman. A, a title which is a bit of a spoiler. <laughs> Death of a uh, Salesman. Um, uh, but which which of those would the, would the woke people say that it's been cruel for the past four centuries that yes, people have yes. been reading these books without a warning, or would they say that we're different now? I think they would, well, they rarely approach these things from a logical point of view. I think they would say, well, for years, uh, 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 people who've uh, committed suicide have read Hamlet and been triggered or been stabbed and read, you know, whatever. Um, also read three Shakespeare's. Right, for instance. Uh, and this this takes the cake, I think. The University of Northampton, Britain, gave a trigger warning for people reading uh, the novel 1984 by George Orwell. So anyway, uh, that is just unbelievable, unfreaking believable. And and uh, these things can be studied. Are they a good idea or a bad idea? And it can become utterly clear that they're a bad idea, but people cling to it like a cult belief, and so you can't talk them out of it. Like the the, the uh, diversity trainings, the white guilt trainings, the what do you what do you call them? The uh, DEI systemic racism trainings make racial relations worse. It's been borne out over and over again, but people still cling to it because they're just doing what they think they're supposed to do. And it's the the term ivory tower, or you get to live in your ivory tower, or whatever. I've been hearing my whole life. It's just such a different level now. So you've got a war going on in Ukraine with all the horrors that are happening. That's the real state of the world, always has been, always will be. But mm -hmm. you're trying to convince your students that they should be scared of a description of fishing? I mean, Yeah, because the guy's mean to the fish. Wow.
Yeah. Boy, what a great contrast. Moving along. A professor of mechanical engineering at Purdue University by the name of Ruan didn't set out to make it into the Guinness World Records when he began trying to make a new type of paint. He had a loftier goal to cool down buildings uh, to help with climate change. And a couple of years ago, they unveiled their creation, a type of white paint that can act as a reflector, bouncing 95% of the sun's rays away from the Earth's surface, up through the atmosphere and into deep space. A few months later, they announced an even more potent formulation that increased sunlight reflection to 98%. It can make surfaces as much as 8 degrees Fahrenheit cooler than ambient air temperatures at midday, up to 19 degrees cooler at night, reducing temperatures inside buildings, decreasing air conditioning needs by as much as 40%. It's cool to the touch, even under blazing sun. Wow. And unlike an air conditioner, it doesn't need any energy. You just slap it on and it does its thing. Wow. And it doesn't warm the outside air. Break out your sweaters. We start painting everything with that. It's going to get chilly. So uh, let's see. Guinness declared it the whitest paint ever. And they've uh, collected a bunch of awards. It was originally envisioned for rooftops. Um, but manufacturers, manufacturers of clothes, cars, shoes, trucks, even spacecraft have come asking about it. Yeah, have they used um, it at, at any large level anywhere? Like any like really big level? And they need to try that. Like paint a whole town, paint every building, the road, well, everything. It, it hasn't been used. They've tried it in a couple of places, not widespread yet. But uh, this uh, professor from UC Davis in California, um. Let's see. He calculated that if materials such as Purdue's ultra-white paint were to coat between 1% and 2% of the Earth's surface, slightly more than half the size of the Sahara Desert, for instance, the planet would no longer absorb more heat than it was emitting, and global temperatures would stop rising. That's How is this not bigger news? How would this start not? painting the Sahara? Let's get to it. How, how is this? How am I just hearing it now from you? I know. It's crazy. And this is from the New York Times. That's unbelievable. They may yeah. have you weren't you weren't overselling it. I know global warming may have been fixed. Yeah, you just have to paint every rooftop in you know two or three countries or or just most of them with this crazy super reflective white paint. If this worked, oh, I should have read the whole article. It causes cancer to anybody within 100 miles. No, I made that up. <laughs> um, if this works, what does that do to the Green Revolution? What does that do to electric cars? I mean, does all that stuff just disappear overnight? Oh, man, I guess I'll keep driving my big diesel truck. Is Greta Thunberg going to have to go get a job in a bakery or something? <laughs> she's I don't flipping, know. She's flipping burgers at Burger King. <laughs> and they this stick- is all wrong. <laughs> there should be more ketchup on this burger. They've stolen my onions. You have, you have stolen, stolen my, my dreams and my childhood <laughs> with your empty words. Oh, oh poor kid. Uh, this yeah, is yeah, huge. Boy. Yeah, you got to paint everything. Now, Jack, there are some concerns. The standard version of the paint uses barium sulfate, which has to be mined, driving up its carbon footprint. Oh, shut up. Yeah. So that's something. God, huh? I'd say that is unbelievable. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, we solved it. It's like it's going to be over like by next weekend. So, yeah, we just got to truck this paint around and everything will be fine. How crazy is that? That's amazing. 
I can't believe that I have her anymore. But what I guess I'm getting at is, would the climate change industry, how, how many people would welcome this? It's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, so gay marriage became a thing. And uh, so now what? What is my, our organization? What do we do now? Now we got to come up with a completely new thing to be, I mean, what would the climate industry do? Right. That's an interesting question. They they find a way. I mean, some people would just be, oh, yeah, cool. We got that solved. Don't have to worry about that anymore. But the, that's not. Yeah, the sincere it... people would. But the greed head wouldn't. They would find a way. No, then there'd be some twist as to why we still need to pursue wind and solar and electric cars and all this different sort of stuff because it's so important. I'll bet. Can you imagine if if they if they decide yes, this actually works as it's designed? We just need to paint like every industrial building in the Western world. Um, Which although buildings have to be repainted often enough, it wouldn't take that long. Right, right. And then they come up with fusion power, and just all of this stuff is over. Right. That'd <laughs> be something. I hope I live to see that. We will yeah. finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So the writers in Hollywood have been on strike for a while now, and that has been getting no attention, so I don't know how much leverage they have, but now the actors are going on strike to join them. The actor strike would create a new crisis in Hollywood. This is the first time since 1960 that both the writers and the actors have been on strike at the same time. So this is practically unprecedented because 1960 was a completely different economic model and landscape and everything like that but for an entire year all there were on on tv on in 1960 puppet shows unscripted ad-libbed puppet shows so the walkout by actors in addition to the writers will halt any remaining scripted production activity and will likely have widespread effects on planned movies and tvs it's going to be devastating to the southern california economy and um so that I I have an uh, uh, um, inherent or knee jerk or whatever reaction to strikes. I think I tend to side with the company oh. be- before I know the specifics. And then if I know and against the, sp- the working man, and then if I know the specifics, I might change my mind. But how do you do? You normally just kind of feel like the workers are getting screwed. Like I have friends I know immediately. It's the workers that are getting screwed. And I think hmm. I kind of just immediately think the the bosses because they're the ones. But anyway, yeah, I, I I know what you're what you're saying. I think I lean that way a little bit too, just because of most of the unions I'm aware of that have higher profiles, they go way too far right. in terms of choking up productivity and and their workers are unfireable and belligerent and the rest of it. Well, so Bob Iger, who's one of the heavyweights of heavyweights in the entertainment world in the entire planet told CNBC that the guilds are being completely unrealistic in their demands. We've talked about disruptive forces on this business and all the challenges that we're facing. This is the worst time in the world to add to that disruption. He's talking about streaming and the pandemic and how people haven't come back to movie theaters and television in the way they did and AI starting to take over and all these different things and just saying, and I think he's probably right. I I think he's probably, the, the reality is, Everything's going to change. A lot of jobs that paid X are going to pay half of X going forward. It's just true. 
Yeah, I was just reading, I think it was in the Wall Street Journal probably, that all the big streaming services, it used to be that Wall Street investors judged them on growth. And if you were growing, that was fine, even if you're losing money. But now Wall Street's like, no, you got to turn a profit. Now's the time to turn a profit. And a lot of these streaming services are not. So, yeah, it's a bit of a crisis time. And then you throw the strikes well, on top. Of it. Things change for uh, technological reasons, people's interest reasons, fashions, all the different sort of stuff. An example would be, so I'm, I, I drove the kids back to Kansas. So driving through western Kansas, I was going through a bunch of towns where I worked at tiny little radio stations. And I was explaining to somebody, I used to work at that tiny little radio station in this middle of nowhere town that nobody's ever heard of that has a population of 20,000 people. And at that one radio station, there were like six to eight salespeople and six to eight people on the air and an office staff, every one of them making a salary where they could have kids, have a family, have a car, you know, live life. Mm -hmm. Now there might be one person there, if that, making a you could live on it salary technology, economy, all kinds of different things that change. Structure of the government. And that just happens. It happens. It sucks. Sometimes it sucks, but they just... And I think that is happening to the TV movie world. I think you nailed it. Absolutely. Folks, it's uh, time for final thoughts of uh, these two uh, two guys... uh uh, Jackie uh, Jackie Joe Armstrong and uh, this is pal pal Joe Getty. This stupid son of a bitch. (laughs) Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. That amuses me so much. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. Wrap things up for the day. Michelangelo, our technical director, lead us off. Michael. Well, I'm kind of ashamed to admit this, but I've been going store to store. I found out that this is a great time for yogurt. They have seasonal flavors, and I found an apple pie one, and I'm finding different flavors. And Wow, that is an interesting final thought. It's a great time for yogurt. and That, that, is, mm. that had escaped I, me. I know. It's a little I weird. I cannot disagree. I cannot. <laughs> Katie Green, our esteemed newswoman. Katie, a final thought? Uh, we heard Kamala Harris earlier. Well, the interesting thing about AI is it's two letters. I wonder if she talks to us like that because she's so used to talking to Biden. Uh, oh, oh, oh huh? wow, that was disrespectful to the mm. commander-in-chief. I won't have it. Jack, a final thought? And your green jellos here, Mr. President. Um, Yeah, that uh, little rant about changing businesses and everything remind me something about capitalism and the downsides of capitalism and the realities of capitalism and all that sort of stuff. Maybe I'll talk about that tomorrow from a couple of different books I've read. It's just a reality of businesses come and go, and it hurts when they go. I've I've been on the wrong end of that myself, but it, there's no getting around it. And the unions are for-profit businesses that will go out of business if a substantial uh, portion of their membership is no longer employed. That's why they're fighting. It's like the longshoreman thing. The longshoreman's union isn't standing up for the good of America or the economy. They just want more guys being longshoremen because it's good for them. I get it. That's fine. Anyway, uh, my final thought is, Jackie asked yesterday, I forgot to weigh myself a couple of days, I gained a solid two pounds on vacation. You win. And and I realized that uh, this had to stop and I need to lose some weight, so I opened a big bag of potato chips yesterday afternoon. Those are delicious. It's not going to help. Not going to help. But were they delicious? When I was a kid, I didn't like potato chips particularly. I had no interest in them. Isn't that weird? As an adult, you do. I do. Absolutely. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. I did like barbecue potato chips. Stay tuned for my potato <laughs> chip podcast. <laughs> See you tomorrow. God bless America.
Armstrong and Getty. How, how many more hours am I doing this? We're just going to keep playing. Are you sure of that? Dude, to me, that would be the reasonable, rational thing to do. Uh, well, don't smoke crack. That's ludicrous. Right. I'm so grotesque. You cannot talk to me that way. Full stop. So let's go out with a bang. I'll tell you what, you got the old uh, whistling scrotum. You're going to win some bar bets. Huh? I'll take that bet. $10 says you can't. <laughs> On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.